0: Your urban international station from around the way. WFNK all day.
1: Hey, this is your girl, Marette Brown-Clark. I like this show. You're listening to Faith and
2: Fashion 360 with my girl, Brianna. What's up, guys? This is Brianna Alfoso of Faith and Fashion 360. You're listening to WFNK Radio, where your local international radio station, with an attitude, WFNK all day.
0: It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me. Yeah. And I'm feeling good. Fish in the sea. You know how I feel. River running.
2: Hey everybody! This is your host Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio for Faith and Fashion 360. So today I have a special show for you. Um, I have someone very special here. Uh, one of my producers actually sent me over this book, and I could not be happier. Um, sometimes they send me stuff, and I'm kind of like, okay, well, um, I'll get to it. I'll take a look. But I'm so happy that I came across this really awesome work. Um, it is by Mary Montgomery. Um, And the title of the book is Overcome Grief to Finding Love Again. Heal your heart, create a map of your desires, and transform your life. So today we are going to be talking to Mary a little bit about her book, about her work, what she wants you to know, why you need to get it, and why uh, overcoming grief does not always have to mean death and dying. A lot of times we think about it um, as losing someone physically, but she speaks about losing financially losing, spiritually losing, sexually just you know in in every way. So I definitely want you guys to get into this book. And right now I want to introduce Miss Mary. How are you? Thank you for joining us here today at Faith and Fashion 360. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And you know, we were talking a little bit before we started and I did tell her I I started the book and I realized that I got some work to do myself. I there's some stuff that that I need to still kind of, uh, dive into, get through, stop ignoring, stop trying to get away from, um, some things that I haven't quite healed from. Um, and I just want to talk to you a little bit about, um, you know, how you started the, the, the process and, you know, you gave a little bit of a, of a backstory so you can share as much or as little. Um, but what brought you, were, were you a writer before or was this something new for you? um, how did you get to this, this book?
1: I've been writing for years. Uh, actually I've been writing all of my life since I was very young. That is awesome. So it was always a dream of mine to write a book. And, um, so it's, it's not, um, something that just kind of popped into my head and said, oh, write a book.
2: (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, it's been a culmination of years and years of journaling, okay, um, kind of documenting my process and uh, really purging um, all of the things that have been in my head and on my heart as I've been going through a, a lot of things mm-hmm. all throughout my life
2: okay so this was actually your first book though you've been writing but this was the first thing that you had actually gone through and and published or had you kind of been involved in anything prior to that how new was was the process of actually writing and, and getting a book you know published and put out for you well i've had
1: many articles published um that's awesome. not actually a, a finished mm-hmm. uh, book but I've made right. many articles okay. published in magazines and uh various different publications throughout the years but this is my actual first published American author. This is your book.
2: baby. <laughs> this, this is, is
1: my. Mm. Well, I, I like to call it a mustard seed. Um, okay, okay, that has grown into a tree. Yeah, uh, like an acorn, so to right. speak. That you know, little acorns fall off the trees, and then you know, maybe next season or the season after that, right. they don't take root. And they'll grow into big, beautiful trees. Right. And uh, so that's just been kind of like a a work in progress over the course of uh, many, many years.
2: Right. Well, that is awesome. And I'm glad that you got to to doing that finally, because, again, the the first, you know, couple of chapters that I read definitely um, helped me and, and opened my eyes a, a lot. Um, one of the things that I did want to ask you, I really enjoyed your forward. So. What what was your process in choosing a writer for the forward? Because I I'll be honest, I usually skip past them. I usually skip past the forward. I'm like, okay, you know, let me just get to the the meat and potatoes of the book. But what was your process in in choosing the writer for for your forward? And if you want to, you know, if you want to share who that was, um, you, you can. <laughs> well, well, this cat, Josh
1: Milan, is a really, <laughs> really he's an artist, you yes. know, like myself. And, right. Uh, he's a really talented cat. Uh, and he's a guy who, uh, my husband, uh, had a relationship with, you know, friendship with, um, musically and, um, my husband played his music. All the time, yeah. love Josh. You know, and right. every time my husband would be in the studio, and Josh would put some new music out, I'd be listening to what my husband would be in the studio right. tinkering with and playing, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Hmm, that's Josh." Yeah, like that. <laughs> it's like yeah. I would. It's <laughs> like that signature sound. It's just that that music that you just know and that you just love because right. he has a very unique sound. On top of having that very unique signature sound. He has a way with words that yeah. you just you know he's just tapped in he's just tuned in to to love and and to passion right. and how men and women just move and flow together he yeah. just, he has his finger on the pulse he knows what it is
2: absolutely you know? and, and I could when, tell that when, through his writing for sure <laughs> oh
1: yeah yeah he he's that guy he's that right. cat you know yeah. and, and people love josh and um people love his music and um like he says you know he has friends all over the world and uh, because his music has that that thing you know that, that pull that reach be, that pull that reach people just want to be close to him people want to be, be in touch with him people want right. to vibe with him uh, because it really just gets to the heart of the matter and um when i was writing you know, I had a couple of people in mind that that I wanted to to work with, and um, when it when it all came down to it, one person said, "You know what? I can't do it. You know, I just can't do the forward." Oh. And uh, I said, "Okay, I respect your position. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I can do it." Right. And, um, <laughs> but I, I asked because this is another artist that I know that I have worked with. Uh, For many years and I love them and I I love their work. Uh, And he said, no, I can't do it because I'm busy doing my own work and I can't do do that for you. Uh, But I love you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, And he said, I will read uh, the book (laughs) after it's finished and and I'll write a review. And he did. He wrote a review. His name is Mark Boone. And that's in the book too. It's brilliant. Uh, But Josh, uh, I knew that he was a writer and I knew that uh, he had his finger on the pulse of, of what love and passion yeah. And that whole energy is all about, and so it was a no, no brainer for me, uh, for, you know, to ask him. And when I asked him, he didn't hesitate, um, yeah. and he said yes. And, and right. I was just very humbled and
2: grateful. And but and once I got it back. Uh I was in tears. Right. Uh, you know, that's exactly where it needed to be because let me tell you, I really it definitely touched me. And one one of the things that I um appreciate, and that was why I asked you if you had started off with writing, because he had stated some things about himself, about you know, I I'm not educated and, and things like that. And we feel like we have to kind of be in these places. Um, in order to, to dive into something that was laid on our heart. And, and that's not necessarily so like some of the most um fantastic and profound works come out of, you know, our own inexperience because, you know, we, sure. we appreciate the motivation. We appreciate the, 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 the fight that it took to get there. And we put you know, almost more work into it than somebody who has the master's degree or someone who has five books under their belt or so. you know? Um, so I sure. definitely, uh, appreciated that. And I, that's probably one of the first times that I appreciated a forward. I, I don't read forwards. i just kind of, I skip past it. They definitely yeah. are, they're neglected. They're neglected for sure. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, w- well he brought it to the light and his mm-hmm. honesty and his transparency gives other people, permission to do exactly the same absolutely. and his music speaks exactly to that and so again it was it was a no-brainer it was a no-brainer he was the right man for the job he, yeah, was. he was the right man for the job no doubt you
2: got you got a couple of notes to get to your ultimate yes and i'm glad he i'm glad he said yes <laughs> so Me we're too. here with mary montgomery here on faith and fashion 360 when we come back we'll dive into these chapters a little bit um i think that um, you guys will definitely be blessed. I will absolutely post the link. Make sure you are following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show on Facebook, as well as Faith and Fashion 360 on Instagram for that link and how you can contact and support Mary. You will not be disappointed. Um, Tonight's going to be all of her music, all of her picks, everything that she wants you to hear, maybe even some inspiration that brought her to, uh, you know, some of the chapters. Um, So get into some music by Mary from Mary, and we will be right back here on Faith and Fashion 360.
3: Pennsylvania's premium urban radio station.
2: back here at faith and fashion 360 this is your host brianna fosu and we are live here at wfnk radio so if you're just joining me i am not alone today i am joined by my esteemed guest miss mary montgomery um she has an awesome and powerful book that is available on amazon is it available um anywhere else or it's amazon the best? it is amazon exclusively
1: mm-hmm. it is available on kindle so okay. For those who like yes, to read And mm-hmm.
2: it's also available on paperback now. That just Ooh, came down yeah. this week. All right. Um, so the title of this book is Overcome Grief to Finding Love Again. Heal your heart, create a map of your desires, and transform your life. So we're here with Mary. Um. We're getting ready to dive into some of the chapters. I really, really encourage you guys to um, go look this up. I think, again, we, you know think about grief and we think about loss um in the most extremely morbid way of the word and think of death and we think of dying. Um but that is not that's definitely a myth and I I have found even within myself that I have to do a little bit more work and some things that I've lost and, and look more to some things that I've gained in, you know, dealing with some of that stuff. So this this has been helpful for me for sure. Um What is a mental or spiritual death? Hmm,
1: That's a very good question. Uh, And I think that uh, uh, my experience tells me Mm -hmm. that uh, oftentimes we can lose ourselves in a relationship to the point where we don't even know who we are. Mm
3: -hmm. We
1: uh, grow up sometimes in families where there are a lot of abuse. Uh, a lot of neglect, Uh, sometimes a complete denial of who you are as an individual. And when that happens, it creates a tremendous amount of trauma. And we could be walking through our whole entire lives trying to fit into somebody else's idea of what we are supposed to be. We'll Say, for instance, become a nurse because our mother is a nurse. But that's right. not what we want to be.
3: <laughs> we just want to be familiar a with, dancer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we right. will do what our mother wants us to do or what our father wants us to do or what our grandparents want us to do because we want to make them happy, denying all the while what makes us happy. Right. And when we do that, it is a complete loss and a complete death of self,
2: because we deny who we are. Right, we we look past and, and we continue to um, you know reinforce spiritual cycles, generational cycles, and things because of what we were taught, what we what we learn. Um, and and had you experienced that? Um, had you experienced those deaths? Had you experienced those? things prior to, prior to writing the book, prior to this, you know, larger experience of, of losing your husband? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I'm the youngest of four daughters. Mm -hmm. And so I had that kind of pressure growing up, um, the conformity, um, those expectations um, of my siblings and my parents being placed on me, them wanting me to do certain things and dress a certain way and right. act a certain way, and speak a certain way, mm-hmm. things their way. Uh, and of course, I did exactly the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, of course, was labeled the black sheep of the family. And uh, and I am 55 years old now and have accomplished quite a lot of really wonderful things. And what I've experienced as of late is uh, a bit of a backlash uh, from my siblings, uh, two of them in particular, mm-hmm. who, um, uh, haven't even like all the say, congratulations, you know, mm-hmm. this is a wonderful thing that you've done. Right. Um, right. you know, this is really quite big. <laughs> I right. haven't even acknowledged the fact that I've even written a book right. because they're going through their own set of feelings about who I used to be. And right. but they thought I would never accomplish. Right. So and how come you did it this
2: way? Box. Right. How come you did it this way? And and you know we had to do it that way when when you didn't have to. But you know, or maybe the fact that I've done it at all because
1: right. the expectation was maybe so low that they never thought that I would ever accomplish anything other than what they thought. I was capable of.
2: Wow. Yeah. Um, I saw something this morning actually on Instagram where it said, um, and and I agree with it to a certain extent, it said something to the effect of stop telling your, your family, your plans Um, because, you know, you'll find sometimes that they will, they'll discourage you. They'll question things because of their own fears, because of their own, um, you know, inability to, decide that they're not going to conform because of, you know, their own fears and their own things that they have going on. And here you come saying, okay, I'm going to start a business. I'm not going to go to school. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to be a musician. And it's just kind of like, um, you know, it's probably safer for you to do it this way because this is, this is what's worked. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I've and I found that and I've had that experience as well. And I try not to take it personally because I think that, you know, somewhere along the line, I was just the, the chain breaker. But prior to that, and maybe, you know, um, so long prior to that, somebody has reinforced so much this is what you need to do in order to be successful, in order to be comfortable, in order to be you know where you should be um but i i have found that a lot and on uh, you know and my friends who are entrepreneurs and people who took uh an unorthodox career path that you know their families are kind of like i don't know what that's about but you know whatever
1: <laughs> well what what i will say to that is that um fear is real yeah and fortune favors the brave mm-hmm and so if you do not in stand old, for something, yeah. you will fall for anything. Right. And so you can or anyone can choose to, because it is all about a choice. You can choose to conform to someone else's view of who you should be, or you can stand in your power and decide for yourself who you are going to be and do that. Right. And take the risk and find out who you really are. Right. And sometimes you're going to find out that you'll fail and you'll fail miserably, but at least mm-hmm. you will have made the effort. Absolutely. And hopefully you will have learned from that attempt to do right. what it is that is on your heart. Right, And yeah. that's where my greatest lessons have come from, taking the
2: risk right. and doing what I want to do right and sometimes the the failures in that too just being like okay well this did, and and i think that's also unfortunate too sometimes we fail a couple of times and we're just like okay well that didn't work i guess i can fall back on my plan b and um instead of really staying the course and doing that backbreaking work sometimes we give up at the first sign of rain and don't allow it to to really come to fruition and, and figure out who we are and who we can be um because we have all of those those thoughts in our mind of what mom said and what dad said and what our sisters didn't you know acknowledge or, or things like that and we're just kind of like that yeah they might be right they're right and that's not well, yeah
1: well you know what um some of the greatest lessons that i have learned mm-hmm. have come from my failures yeah and that's also where I have found my strength. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. so what? Mm-hmm. They didn't yeah, believe Yes, so in me. what? Absolutely. So what? Yeah. They didn't think I could do it. Mm-hmm. I have also found out from taking those risks that yes I can. Yeah, and absolutely. not only yes
2: I can, yes I can fabulously. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, So there was a part in your book where um, you had spoken about uh, when, when the diagnosis first came for your husband and I'm trying not to give away too much. Y'all, y'all need to go and and download the book and read it because it's gonna, it's definitely going to bless you. Um, But you had spoken about, you know, the first, when you first found out about the diagnosis for your husband and he was accepting, like he, he was able to kind of go through through some of those motions and you were able. Angry, like you had to go through all of those five stages of grief and and things like that. Um, Who were you? Who were you angry at?
0: Oh gosh, That's such a long, <laughs> yeah. long list. Yeah. And,
2: and
1: what I realized—I mean, you know—I <laughs> can't even begin to tell you. You know, at this point, you know who I was angry at because I'm not angry anymore. Yeah, uh, I, I've come to a place of forgiveness. Um, and acceptance. Uh, but in, in that moment, I, I was more devastated, uh, um, yeah. to, to discover and, and to get confirmation that, that he was ill. That uh, I just knew in my heart of hearts at that moment that uh, it was going to be devastating. And, oh, and right. it wasn't even about being angry at that point, it was about trying to figure out. How we were going to spend whatever time we had left. It wasn't even about being angry anymore. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think I had like a brief moment of like anger, maybe right. a few brief moments of anger, but but I quickly recovered, you know, and and pulled myself up by my boots. Yeah, I, you know, went into action, and it was like this is what we need to do, right? And uh, crafted a plan and made a conscious decision that we were going to spend the time that we had loving each other, caring about each other, taking good care of each other and living every moment with grace and beauty and kindness right. and joy
2: absolutely
1: no matter what was coming
2: right we were going to be right. together Right. Absolutely. And I find a lot of the times too, we get stuck in, in the processing that we never quite get to the, to the living. I'm, I'm angry. I want to be angry. I should have the, and, and, and we do, we have the right to be angry and process and, and take the time we need, but I think it's doubly important to make sure that we are, um, you know, making the most out of every moment and every minute that we have instead of, spending so much time being angry being sad um trying to figure out because i know there was even a part where you said okay you you did you did all the research you're trying to figure out how we could you know find a way um Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and finally you were just like okay let's
3: let's just let's just love
2: yeah yep i had to be in a place of surrender
1: because the way that he took that news like i said It was like Muhammad Ali took punches. He was strong. This man, he was strong. And if he could take that news that way, how dare I fall apart? How dare I Mm -hmm. crawl into this drama? How Mm -hmm. dare I? I had to be strong too. I had to be a soldier. And I had to walk beside him and do whatever was necessary to be there for him in the way That he didn't want me to be there, and that's what I was going to do. I made the decision in that moment. Made the decision. No drama, right? That I was going to stand and be ready and dwell in the abstract knowledge of the kingdom of God, and I was going to be there for my husband no matter what. Come, come what may. Yeah, we was going to do it together, and he would want for nothing,
2: right? Right. Absolutely. And I think that it takes, uh, you know, a certain level of, you know, not being selfish in that moment too, because, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure if you, you would have, you know, needed to take that time, um, with the way that it sounded like your husband was such a a fantastic man, um, he would have given that to you, but you were just like, you know, no, this is not, I'm not going to do that how dare I, just like you said, you know, I'm not going to, to take any more time away from what is and what we've, you know, now found out and what we've discovered and make it any more about me. We need to make it about, you know, the things that we've built and how we can surrender. Yeah. Yeah. That's right.
1: That's right. Surrender to God's
2: will Yeah, and doing what
1: was necessary. Um, because it wasn't about, um, making it about anybody else. It mm-hmm. wasn't blaming anybody. Yeah. It was about taking responsibility and making a conscious decision to choose to love each other to the fullest for whatever time we had left, we were going to just live our lives and, and do it beautifully and um, make it work with what we had. Amen,
2: amen. Um, you mentioned writing. Throughout the book, as a necessary part of healing, motivation, and awareness. Why, to you, why is it so important to write? Why do you think? Because you had even mentioned um, before about journaling and things like that. Why do you think it's so important to to write?
1: Well, one one of the things that was really important for me is um, being able to get the stuff that was in my head. Out of my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> real cluttered up in there. Yes. You know, it's like a bad neighborhood. Uh-huh. You know, when, when you go going that's through true. a really, really rough time, when when you have a lot of things on your plate, when uh, you have to, you know, manage a household, you have to manage family members, you have to manage the medical community, you have to manage transportation, you have to manage appointments. You have a lot of different things going on, right. and so it was very important me particularly to write things down because if I I didn't write things down I would be lost I would be completely right. lost and running around in circles just running into the walls
2: it would get even more
4: you know,
1: <laughs> and, and just exhausted yeah just exhausted all the time and not knowing where a was where b was or where c was right so I had to write things down I had to keep things organized and and that was was A job in and of itself, and so, um, journaling helped me manage my emotions so that it didn't spill over mm-hmm. into what was happening if, if you know, people at the chemo uh, center didn't do things just right because right. sometimes I, I was exhausted, mm-hmm. and, and when you're, you know, you, you don't eat on time, you're hungry. Yeah. And your your nerves get a little fuzzled, you know, and, and you're already angry and upset because of what you're going through. That's just yeah. an innate part of what's happening.
2: Absolutely. You know, right. um, you're
1: hungry, you're angry, you know, um, people who really would like to show up can't necessarily show up when catastrophic illness is happening because they don't have the emotional intelligence to do so because right. they're busy dealing with their own lives and their own drama and their own kids and mm-hmm. their own money and their own, all <laughs> of that
2: stuff and you don't so even want them to you come out a whole with lot of
1: different anyway, stuff going yeah. on <laughs> right right and, and you can't even deal with them and mm-hmm. their problems you know <laughs> right. what i'm saying right. so you you have to manage a lot of different things so it was really important for me while he was in his appointments and while he was on chemo and while he was doing all of the stuff that he needed to do with his medical treatment, that I would just take those few moments in the morning just to center myself and to focus my energy and to decide every day who I was going to be. And I just have to write it down. Right, I'm going to do this today and I'm going to, behave like this today. And I'm going to claim this for myself today. Right. And, and that helped me to get through it. And I couldn't always do it every day, but yeah. when I could do it, mm-hmm. it meant everything. Right. And it helped me keep things in order and it helped keep me from going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Do you think that that's something that someone now, you know, because naturally you're, you're a writer, that is something that you enjoy and, and, you know, something that you, um gravitate towards do you think that that is something that could be successful for someone who is not innately a writer somebody who you know this isn't quite my thing i'm not sure if i'm saying or doing the right things but do you think that that's something that could be successful for someone who doesn't like to write
1: yeah oh especially if you're going through a a a traumatic time or or something that um It's causing you a tremendous amount of pain and anger and separation from uh, what you would normally be doing in your life. I think it may save you. Absolutely.
2: Almost brings back a sense of normalcy somehow. Yeah, because it's Mm -hmm. cathartic. Yeah. Even if it's just blah, blah, blah,
3: blah, blah. (laughs) I am
1: stinking mad today. That's it. There's only if you get on the page. Mm -hmm. I hate
2: everybody. I don't care. Just a scribble, like just a a super angry scribble. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's right. Just an angry scribble with broken crayons, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm, If that helps you to not lose your mind, do it.
2: Absolutely. Do it, do it, guys. So I'm here with Mary Montgomery on Faith and Fashion 360. You definitely want to get this book. Again, it's called Overcome Grief to Finding Love Again. Heal your heart, create a map of your desires, and transform your lives. This is available on Amazon. I will post the link on Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show on Facebook, as well as Faith and Fashion 360 on Instagram. When we come back, we'll dive a little bit more into uh, the chapters, so you definitely don't want to miss it. It. Tonight we are playing all of Mary's Favorite tunes and favorite hits So get into that music and we'll be right back Here on Faith and Fashion 360 <music>
0: i Oh, if I should die tomorrow Oh, please let there, let there be life No, no need for sorrow Let's just make love
5: Your urban international station. Station,
0: station, station. From around the way. WFNK. All day.
4: You're listening to Jacinth Headlam, and I'm here on Faith and Fashion 360 with Brianna Ofozu.
2: All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host Brianna Ofozu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So, if you're just joining me, I am here with Miss Mary Montgomery. She brought her book along to the show, and we are unpacking. We are diving into it, and I want you to get into it as well. The name of the book is Overcome Grief to Find Love Again, Heal Your Heart, Create a Map of Your Desires, and Transform Your Life. Um, so Mary, again, thank you so much for joining us here. And I, I definitely want to um, dive into some of the chapters. Again, I'm not giving away too much because you guys got to go and, and grab that. Um, you, Mary, you actually just got um, hard hardback covers. For the book no, is actually paperback. paperback. Paperback, Paper- so physical copies of the book. And I, I've, I've strayed away from this habit, but I used to, I used to love to just buy the books and and have them, build a nice library. But you know, now that everything's on the phone, it's it's made my life a lot easier to still get that information. I have the light on my phone. I don't have to worry. I could do it in the middle of the night when I just want to curl up with a good book. So I, I definitely still enjoy um a good book, but the, the the audibles and the Kindles, they make they make it they make it easy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they, yes they, I agree. I love it too. I do. But for anybody I who who still yeah anybody who is still in love with with a nice physical copy that is available as well. Um so what was your favorite chapter to write?
1: Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> See, that's a hard question.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the, you know, the, the whole book really was the labor of love. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I can't really say that I have a favorite chapter, but mm-hmm. there are places in the book that you know um, are just near and dear to my heart. And you know, the the the, the beginning of the book yeah. um, when I wrote about his garment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's just such a special place for me because I actually did make that garment with my hands. Yeah. And um I I remember that morning when his spirit left, you know, and I, I used to come downstairs every morning Uh 'cause because I slept on the couch most nights like yeah. those last few months mm-hmm. right near him, but um some some nights I would go upstairs and get in my bed and, and and I and I, I went upstairs that particular night because I was so tired. I really needed to sleep in my bed. I was exhausted. Yeah. And I remember coming downstairs that morning, and uh, he would always put his hand up, you know, like give me the black power. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm still here. I'm yeah, still I'm fighting. Still I'm holding
3: on. You know,
1: <laughs> I, I'm still here, baby. Right. You know? And um, that morning, when. when um, I came downstairs and I would peek around the corner at the bottom of the stairs and that hand didn't go up. And, uh, I, I it was hard for me to believe, you know, that, that he was gone mm. and I really didn't believe it. I didn't, it, it didn't hit me right away. Right. So I called out his name and, and he didn't answer. Mm. And, uh, I walked around Like the long way around. I took the long way around.
2: Yeah.
1: As opposed to just going through the door at the bottom of the stairs. Right. And I put my hand on his chest. And I put my head on his chest to listen for his heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And there was no heartbeat. Yeah. And I just stayed there, Mm -hmm. you know, for a while. Right. Right. You know, and his body was still warm. 'Cause I knew mm. at that at that moment that um it had only been a short while, you know, exactly right. his spirit left. Because his body was still warm. Right. And uh I just sat there. You know, mm. I just sat there with him and I, I, I was just quiet,
3: you right? Know, listening. Fine.
1: I don't even know how much time had passed. Mm-hmm. But my my phone rang and it was our dear friends, Deborah and Charles, and they were on their way up that morning because they would come all the time. They would come practically every weekend. Yeah. (laughs) And I I said to them, he's gone. Mm. And Deborah started crying. Yeah. And Charles, I could hear him in the background. And they said, Well, we're we're like at the halfway point. We'll be there soon. We're on our way. Right. Just just hold on, we're coming. I said, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Everything's okay. Right. I'm right. good. I'm all right. Mm. And he's all right. Right. Everything right. is good. And and um my neighbor from across the street, I don't, I don't know, it's like she somehow knew mm-hmm. and she came across the street and rang the bell. Like Right as they were getting off of the phone, and she sat right. with me, right until they came mm-hmm. uh, and she said, "Mary, is there anything that you want me to do, anybody that you want me to call?" And I said, "Gee, I want you to call the, um the nurses, you know, because we had hospice. He was right. having hospice at home, okay. and um so she called them, and they said that they would be there soon, and it was at that point that I realized. That I needed to to wash his body, and yeah. prepare the oils, and to get his garment, and to get him ready, right? Right. Because they were coming. They were coming, right? And and, and it, it, he wouldn't be able to stay with me any
2: longer. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
1: Uh, so so that particular part was was really important to me. Um, yeah. That that symphony in G minor was amazing because the conversations that we had very early on when we first met right, were just such beautiful conversations and he was so candid and he was so honest and he was so transparent. It was just so beautiful. Right. You know, the way that he shared and it was what he shared and it was just so delicious.
3: Oh. Right. <laughs> <Such> a
1: <beautiful, laughs> that's a that's love that's love the loving again. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I got to tell you, he's still around. It's seven months in, and he's still around, and yeah. things are progressing very nicely. I have right. to say, I'm just digging this brother. Digging right? It.
2: Was this um,
1: like I'm 12 years old?
2: <laughs> and I was I'm gonna patient, say those those uh those first the those first butterflies never uh you can see never, the look on my it, face, right? No, I can
3: see it.
1: <laughs> you guys can't see yeah. it but... and, and chapter 10 you know uh, a prayer for love yeah Ooh,
2: baby yeah a hunk of burning love you hear me amen amen was that was that difficult for you to start with to um you know move moving into into a new relationship did you, did you go through any, did you have to go through the motions of that or did you feel, was that organic for you? What did you feel ready, right away?
1: I waited for two years. Mm-hmm. I, I okay. stayed by myself for two years Yeah, and I gave myself time. Right. Right. And, um, I wasn't looking.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I, I, um, I really did give myself time. Uh I stayed by myself. I honored myself. Right. And I honored the 28 years that my husband, Jeff, and I had together. And that was like the most beautiful, sacred time. Right. And I'm so grateful that I did that because Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't about running out to try to find a band-aid
2: right know,
1: uh, yeah after, uh, yeah losing, uh you know this a uh, this beautiful wonderful husband that i had and my husband he really was a beautiful soul he was a beautiful man and he loved me and uh, i loved him right um, and not only did we uh have a great marriage but we had a beautiful friendship yeah you know uh, mm-hmm. we ran a business together we we raised a family together we had mm-hmm. Um, raised kids and grandkids. Right. And, uh, we traveled and, you know, we had a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. oh my God, mm-hmm. we, we had so many different layers, you know, yeah. to the relationship. It was just, you know, we had an awesome, awesome uh, relationship because it really was about relationship. It wasn't just right. about, you know, being a husband and a wife, you know, and sharing a house and bills, you know, it was it uh, it was uh, it was the about National the God in him, you know, Right. Yeah. yeah you know it was about the god in him and the god in me and that was a man who could pray for me when i couldn't pray for myself
3: yeah and, and
1: i i would do the same i was praying for him when he couldn't pray for himself and amen. again that was all about dwelling in the abstract knowledge of god mm-hmm. all throughout the relationship especially right. in the most challenging and difficult times
3: mm.
2: wow amen and i you know um a part that you mentioned about not wanting to throw a bandaid on it. I think that that is, that's important. That's so profound because we, we do that a lot in our lives, pretty much everywhere. It doesn't, it doesn't matter where it is. We we want to find a quick fix, whether that is food, whether that is someone else, whether that is drinking, whether that is, you know, a lot of it, unfortunately is it's kind of maladaptive, but um, we do, we rush to, to try to ignore and and get away from things, um, and ban them up really quick, and then we don't really dive into what the what the root cause and what the real problem is, and what what we need to heal f- through and, and go through.
3: Yeah, so I had to be is- still. Mm-hmm.
1: I had to be still, and I had to allow myself the time and the space to feel it. I had to create space. Right. For that creative a space, you know, and I had to be a witness to my own pain and to my own longing and to my own sadness, and uh just allow myself time right. to just be in it right. and, and not run from it. And it was the best thing in the world that I could have done. It was the greatest gift that I could have ever given myself.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, What does that mean to be a witness to your own pain for someone who may still be kind of wet behind the ears on on healing? (laughs) Well,
1: holding space Mm -hmm. and being a witness consists of learning to be still mm-hmm. learning to be kind learning to be gentle learning to shower yourself with all of that attention and that love and affection yeah. that you so freely and willingly to give everybody else yeah right but so often times will neglect to give to yourself Mm. Yep. You know, the way that the way that you shower all of that love and attention and hugs and kisses and affection on your nieces and your nephews yep. and your own children mm-hmm. and, and your own brothers and your mother and your grandma. You gotta do that for yourself. Absolutely. Hold space for yourself.
2: Right. And not love feel you bad yourself. about doing it either. Not feel like right. you don't deserve that or not feel like you're you're not worthy of that time and attention to put into into yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Really shower yourself with all the tender
3: love (laughs) and
2: affection and
1: and care and and goodness that you really and truly deserve.
2: Right. Because you do deserve it. We all deserve it. Yeah. Absolutely, you de- you deserve all the love, time, and attention that you've given to to other people for sure. Uh, so we're here with Mary Montgomery. When we come back, we're gonna keep diving into these chapters again. You guys, you need to you need to grab it because we're not gonna keep giving stuff away. We are g- only gonna give you enough to continue to pique your interest. Um, but again, that is overcome grief to find love again. And as you as you can see, Mary is married and found some love, y'all. She found she found some. Love. (laughs) You're missing the faces, but she has found some love. And uh, we definitely want you to to get through whatever grieving process that is. So get into some music, and we will be right back here with Mary Montgomery in just a second here on Faith and Fashion 360.
1: This is DJ Keith Bowen, and you're listening to WFNK Radio. Radio.
4: walked away, but I didn't have to say a word to convince you to stay, cause you know it and I know this thing is real, so we continue to learn, and our
0: love grows deeper still each day, I watch you get better at this
5: best in me When everyone else around me could only see the worst in me I wish I had a witness tonight Said he saw the best in me I guess I'm going to get this testimony When everyone else around me could only see the worst in me Can I tell y'all one more time one more time I said he saw the best in me When everyone else around could only see the worst in me I wish I had a witness tonight All I need is one Saw the best in me. When everyone else around me everyone else Could only see the worst in me Does anybody have that testimony? When fuck walked you off Said you would never make it What did he see? He saw the best in me When everyone else around me And everyone else around Could only can i tell y'all one more thing i just need to tell you one more thing listen to this see he's mine and i am his it doesn't matter what i did. he only sees me for who i am does anybody know that tonight oh, Mine and I am healed. Said it doesn't matter what I did. See, he only sees me for oh, I Tonight, that may be somebody else's testimony. Help me say it. Help me say it. He, he saw the best in me. Everyone else around me. Can I ask y'all one question? The question is simply this What did he see? He saw the best. I can't get no help up in here. Because there are some folk in here that people have wrote you off. Said you would never amount to anything. Said that you would never end up being anywhere. But, Myron, tell him one more time what did he see? mama said you would never be nothing when aunties and uncles said that you never to anything when daddy didn't come home anymore he didn't look at you and say that you are going to make it god looked at you and what did he see what did he see is there anybody here tonight that's so very thankful that god did not write you off that he did not throw you away that he picked you up
0: He see? I said, what did 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 he
3: see?
5: First one time, listen to this, y'all. I love this. I love this. See, see, he's mine, and I'm his. It doesn't matter what I did, but he only sees me who I am. Ooh, Lord. doesn't matter what I did, he only sees me who I am. Sing it one time, we're going to go back to this. He is mine, oh, he's mine, and I'm Ooh. It doesn't matter what I did, he only sees me for who I am. He only sees me for and the reason why he sees me for who i am because he created me in his image and his likeness he's mine he's i am His. Here. it doesn't matter what i need it what I he only sees me he only sees me for who i am he saw the best he saw the best I am him. It doesn't matter what I did. For he only sees me for who I am. Oh, oh, oh Lord. I am his. It doesn't matter what Listening to WFNK Radio, Northeast Pennsylvania's premier urban radio station.
4: All
2: right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. If you're just joining me, you you missed a little bit, but now is the time. Now's the time. I'm here with Mary Montgomery, who brought along her new book, Overcome Grief to Find Love Again. Heal your heart, create a map of your desires, and transform your life. Um, so what was the hardest chapter to write? Mm. Was, there, was there a chapter that was a, a little bit more dry bones or... <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know... I'm
1: I tell you, um, this book was like channeling divine messages. Um, I, I meditate every day and have been doing so for years. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's in that quiet space. Divine really does speak. And, um, some mornings I would, I would get up really early in the morning, like between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. And I, I would literally be channeling messages from the divine, mm-hmm. so it it wasn't it, none of it was hard mm-hmm. because the book was already written before I actually sat down to write it to so write it. Okay, yeah. So it it just flowed so naturally and so beautifully, literally pulling it down from the ether. So it right. it wasn't hard at all to write. Right. Uh, it, it was building the book, putting it all together in, in the order that you all see it in, mm-hmm. and ha- you okay. know, get an opportunity to read it. in. that's where the challenges came from. That's okay. what editors are for, and managing editors are for. And thank God for them, right? Honey, because, oh my God! <laughs> Here's the I cox. love my you make editor. Make it look nice, <laughs> right? Oh my God, she's yeah. amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. they're fabulous. That's what they get paid to do, right? And they do a phenomenal <laughs> job and they make it all come together and make sense uh, in such a beautiful way and i'm so very grateful to them because they make everything look like love gravy yeah oh it, you know, yeah it's just it's delicious <laughs> when you see it. when you get the paperback see that's yes. the beauty of a paperback i'm going to get it you know, i'm going to get the that paperback. you know amazon kindle you know the kindle version doesn't give you the same you know, juicy morsels that are actual paperbacks that you can dog ear. Because that image that's on the cover, you see her again throughout the book. Uh, you know, when you're turning the page, you see her in grayscale and right. it's okay. Oh, I love it. I love what my mm. editors have done. Because I'm an artist. I'm an right. artist by trade. Mm-hmm. And so imagery just feeds all of that emotion and all of that love and all of that tenderness, and all of that deep. That I want my reader, my ideal reader to walk away with, to know that I'm with you in that I, because I feel your pain, because mm-hmm. I know what it is. I know where you're at. And like you said in the beginning of this interview, it's not just about the death of a spouse. You could have lost, uh, uh, be in the midst of losing a marriage be in the yeah. midst of, uh, of losing a child, be in the midst of losing a friend or right. a friendship mm-hmm. in a number yeah. of different ways. Grief can be a part of your life. Yeah, absolutely. It's not necessarily about a physical death. Mm-hmm. It can be on so many different levels that you're grieving. You could be even grieving your own childhood because you didn't have a chance to have
2: one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. That, that's that's deep that that's true now what is it what's the story behind the 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 gorgeous the gorgeous gorgeous picture on the front cover is there a story behind that
1: oh there's a
3: story
2: <laughs> you know i was in chicago um
1: in june of 2019 after going to this amazing conference which lasted for six weeks it's six different weekends Uh, I'm sorry, it was four different weekends throughout the 2019, uh, called mastery, mastery, uh, weekends in New York city. Okay. And, um, at the end of that conference, I went to Chicago for a big event, um, that my husband and I always wanted to attend. Mm -hmm. So it was like a bucket list kind of thing. Okay. And when I went to that event, I had on this beautiful dress uh beige dress off the shoulder with ruffles everywhere and ribbons everywhere and I had these flowers <laughs> in my hair and it was this whole very, you know, flower child energy, right? And um I said to myself that weekend, I want to become a softer, gentler version of myself. Okay. And someone took a picture of me that weekend and I had this big smile on my face and these flowers in my hair and it was pink and burgundy and purple and all just all these beautiful right. colors and it was just so flower child fabulous right yeah. and i
3: looked happy
1: <laughs> right it was the happiest that i had looked in years since my mm-hmm. husband had gotten sick right. and i did not i don't know the woman whose image is on the cover of my book mm-hmm. I never met her don't know her don't know who she is i never asked for this image right. but the designers who were charged with generating an image for the cover of the book mm-hmm. somehow intuitively knew that this was the right image yeah i don't know how they knew mm-hmm. but the universe and god and the goddess just spoke to her spirit and said this is the right image amen and yeah i love it when i saw it the moment i saw it they said Okay, this is going to be your placeholder, your Amazon placeholder. And the moment I saw it, I was like, "That's the end." That's it. Because I saw myself.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. It was perfect. And you know, they give you all of these different choices what you can choose from, and they ask you to you know research and pull this, pull that. You know, choose this, choose that. Pick one, pick that. Mm -hmm. I I (laughs) never, I never deviated from it because the moment that I saw her. With that look on her face and yeah. her hand on mm-hmm. her chin and those flowers in her hair, mm-hmm. I saw, you saw myself.
2: Yourself, right. That is awesome, and I love. I do. I love the picture. It's beautiful. It is awesome. It is. I awesome. love it too. Mm-hmm. It's it. It is perfect. So shout out to your your editors and everyone who was who was a part of of that. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> they want the money. They yeah. Were oh yeah, absolutely. The they they definitely they definitely were. Um so what is your best advice for starting the grieving process? Well, let me share this with
1: you. I don't hand out advice.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: No advice. Everything is based on experience, strength yeah. and hope. Mm. So I'll share my experience. And I've got a lot of that. Mm -hmm. 55 years old. I've been through a lot. Not, thank goodness, a lot of strength. I've been able
3: to to
1: not just survive, but learn how to thrive in the midst of quite a lot of pain and trauma. And my hope is that not just women, because I wrote the book women in mind, but men too. I don't want to leave our brothers Absolutely. out because our brothers have been through a lot too. Yeah. And uh, my, my hope is that the women and men who pick up this book to read it will share with other men and women and share with their their teenage children so that they begin to create a container that can hold all of this sadness and all of this grief mm-hmm. and all of this pain that we all have experienced because right. these are the ties that bind us together mm-hmm. and to hold it with love and right. to hold it in a safe place and to be able to witness one another in our sadness and our grief in a kind right. welcoming way. And that's what it's about. And that's what we have to get to, in a especially as people of yeah, color.
2: right? Because
1: when you are way. judging somebody else, it's because right. you haven't worked on what you need to work on for yourself.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's very true. We have to get to the place of loving ourselves, you know, and witnessing ourselves in our truth, right, our without ability, conditions, so that we can do right. that for others mm-hmm. without conditions,
2: right?
1: Absolutely, just love. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely, just love. So that's not advice. That's just that nope. is just that's experience. <laughs> Um do you have that's any
1: experience that mm-hmm. strength yeah,
2: and that's hope, and that's hope amen um so then it's the next question it'll 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 be some more experience um what do you have to say for anyone who has suffered the physical loss of a loved one? So not advice, but any any experiences that, uh, that enabled you to, to get through that a little bit easier? Um, any, anything that you, you know, took away from that, that, that helped you get to where you are now?
1: Well, one thing is for sure. It won't be easy. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's not going to be easy. Um, So don't let anybody yeah. fool you right. into thinking <laughs> that it's going to be easy. Right. Um It's going to be one day at a time mm-hmm. and it's going to take as long as it's going to take for you to be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I will say is that it's really, really important that you have a supporting cast around you mm. that truly loves you and that right. truly cares about you.
3: And yeah, you, you It know
1: sound like you had a good heart. community, right? Oh, absolutely. Community right. is so important. Relationships are everything. And, and the relationships that, that are in your life and the people that are in your life need to be good people. And they need to really love you and really care about you. They don't need to be around you for your money Mm. or for what you can do for them or how you can support and care about them. When you are grieving and when you have lost someone who is truly, truly close to you, someone that really matters to you, whether it be a husband or a wife or a child Mm. or a parent or a dear, dear friend, you are in a dark and lonely place. And so it's about you. Making the effort to show up for everybody else—it's about people trying to make the effort to show up for you. For you. And right. when they don't understand that, those are not the people those that you the need people. to be around.
2: Right. Right. The people and that's who hard really got your sometimes. back.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the people who really got your back—they will run down into the valley to come help you. Right. They will make the effort to call you. They will drive out in the middle of the night, a hundred miles, to come see you, because they love and care about and are concerned about you You. in your time of need. Mm. You shouldn't be jumping through ten rings of fire for nobody. Right, you're grieving. You need to be still. You need to be quiet, and you need to take your time Mm. and feel whatever you feel and feel whatever whatever you feel. You need to apologize to nobody.
2: Right, right. Now, how did you, was there a part of you that had to get past feeling, um, you know, I often feel like, you know, when, when I'm in need or, or if I have something that, that's really pressing on me and, and I've sifted through the people that I can count on half of my hand that, that would do that, what you just described. How do you get past feeling like you are a burden or feeling like you are, um, taking away from, you know, the things that they are dealing with, or d- did you, did you experience that at all?
1: Yeah. Well, honey, I mean, that's your pride. and That's your ego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that is that's pride. And that's your ego, right? Because right. people who really love you, people who really got your back, they don't care about none of that. Mm-hmm. They just want to love you. That's only you. They just want you to be okay right okay that's right they they are yeah. concerned about you your essence mm. the very center of you right they not they don't care about all that other stuff mm-hmm. they just want you to feel better they just want you to know that you are loved and that they got your back right right and if you need something whatever it is it don't even matter mm-hmm. it don't matter what it is if they really really love you they really really got your back it's not about what they want. It's, it's not... not about what they need. It's about you and what you need yeah. while you're breathing. Right. And they they, under, they have enough emotional intelligence to know that. Right. And they also know when to fall back and give you your space. Give you some time. They're not going to crowd you and tell mm-hmm. you what you need and what you don't need. They're just going to love you. Right. And be there for you.
2: mm amen that is amen uh well we are here with mary montgomery when we come back we will be talking about some more exciting things that she has coming up where you can reach her where you can find her um and i'm gonna plug the book one last time paperback kindle audible version make sure you get it so we're gonna dive into a little bit more music here we come back we'll be wrapping up with miss mary montgomery who bought her book book from amazon uh overcome grief to find love again heal your heart create a map of your desires and transform your life you're here with me on faith and fashion 360 we'll be right back hey guys this is jazzy and you're tuned in to wfnk radio next is sunday night mix show then sunday soul food and don't forget late night journey
4: Scaring monsters in their face You'd be so proud Money made, bills to be paid Like each and every
2: All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. I hope that you didn't miss the entire show today, but if you did have some links and some fabulous tidbits and gems of knowledge that you need to read, over uh, the rest of your week here, we are here with Mary Montgomery. I mean, we're just wrapping up talking about her fantastic book that is available exclusively on Amazon, Overcome Grief to Find Love Again, Heal Your Heart, Create a Map of Your Desires, and Transform Your Life. Um, so Mary, do you have any upcoming events, appearances, publications, anything that we um, that we need to know about? Any way we well. can to you? Because
1: of COVID, I
2: know this <laughs> Rona got a lot of, out here. Uh...
1: <laughs> a lot of the things that were scheduled way back, like in January, February, March, have been canceled and put kind of on hold because we mm-hmm. had a lot of public appearances scheduled and book signings and things of that nature. But uh, everything has been scaled back, uh, okay. probably till the end of the year. Okay. Um, um, so everything will be online. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be doing some podcasts and some mm-hmm. webinars and master classes. Okay. So you guys can find me on Facebook Live, you know, go to um Facebook, Mary Montgomery. My um the numbers on the back of my name okay. are three five five seven. So there yeah, are a lot of Mary Montgomery's out there. Mm-hmm. But if you go to <laughs> Facebook.com, Mary Dash Montgomery dot three five five seven, you'll find me. Okay. Um, you could also email me at code one oh one com. Okay. And I will email you back. with we'll of the upcoming scheduled events. Okay. And, um, you could also find me at Mary Montgomery. Just my thread, you kind of see what's happening. Got a lot of really interesting good things coming up i'm making a lot of content working on a lot of content uh and as i said i'm an artist so there's uh all kind of wonderful interesting brand new stuff
2: coming i can't wait so when you say artist do you mean like a, a musical visual um photography art art yes, painting uh, there's, okay there's painting okay there is uh, visual
1: arts there is film. Mm-hmm. There are um, textile design. Oh, so just a little, little jewelry bit of everything. Design. Okay. So we have, uh, there's even furniture and, and home goods. Okay. So, uh, you know, I have been working for decades um, to create uh, a whole environment. When, when I tell you there's a goddess code going on, mm-hmm. there is a whole net work, uh, really amazing, wonderful things to do and to learn and to see and to be a part of. Right. It's all coming
2: very, very soon. All right. right I'm, ex- I'm <laughs> excited and you look excited too. That, well, that is yeah. awesome. Um, any, any last words to leave our listeners with? Um, anything else that you'd, um, you know, and you're signing off that you'd like to, to say?
1: Yeah, um, I, I just want to like really impart that uh, we all need to be declaring our greatness Yeah, um, because fortune really does favor the brave. Mm-hmm. So even in spite of um, tremendous loss, right. um, there is love yeah. to be found and love to be had. And you can call it towards you because uh, you can create that which you desire. But it begins in your head, and it begins in your heart, yeah. and it extends out into the world. Yes. So do what you love to do, but don't forget, honor those who have gone on before us. You know? Right. Because mm. legacy is real, too. Absolutely. That's yourself. very true. It's so important. Love yourself. And that is really what is at the, the, the front and at the back of this book, loving yourself.
2: Right. Absolutely. To so find it. And and if finding love again means you're finding love within yourself, that is absolutely okay, too. That is, that's all right, too. Mary Mary got lucky. She, you know, she that's found her nice. Greatest gift.
1: <laughs> yes, greatest absolutely. Gift
3: mm-hmm.
1: Amen. Well, you know, there was no luck involved, actually, you know. There was no yeah. luck involved. It was mm-hmm. at the right place, at the right time. It yeah. was in divine order. Mm-hmm. And my heart was open, and so was
2: his. And, right, and you, know, you the, and you had yeah. spent that time surrendering. You had spent that time, you know, loving yourself. Yeah, so it just yep. it, right. Amen.
1: Yeah, you know. So, so the final thing is, if you are working on yourself, then you will attract mm-hmm. that which you desire, because mm-hmm. it's always attractive to be working on yourself. Yes, because one thing is sure you're going to attract exactly what you are
2: right right absolutely you're gonna attract what you are so so be happiness attract happiness attract kindness attract love What it mm-hmm. Attract, yeah. attract all of it Well thank you yeah. so much Mary Thank you so much for joining us Again guys I'm going to post the link I'm going to post it everywhere I'm going to post it on Facebook I'm going to post it on Instagram You definitely do not want to miss out on this um, It definitely is um, a fantastic work On how we can continue to heal Especially you know In, in the times that we're in And the climate that we're in It's important to to heal And find that that love And find that safety And find that surety um in yourself so thanks again mary for joining me thank you for being here thank i cannot you, finish to i can't wait to finish reading the book i started and i was like oh wait i don't i don't want to rush through this this is something i want to definitely take my take my time with because it is day, right. by day for sure well thank well, you thank so you much so for much joining experience. yes yes of course thank you thank you thank you thank you for joining us thank here you. at faith of fashion 360 Thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. No problem. Thank you. All
1: right, darling. Bye-bye now.
2: Well, that is it for us here at Faith and Fashion 360. Thank you so much for joining me. I pray that you all walked away feeling a little bit more whole, a little bit more uh, grounded and definitely motivated to go into your week, finding some love within yourself, figuring out what exactly that means for you. Again, a grief and loss does not have to be a physical loss. That could just be something going on around you that you are losing and things that you are evolving into. So I cannot wait to see what that looks like like and feels like for all of you make sure that you write to me on faith and fashion 360 the radio show make sure you check out mary's book it definitely is one that you do not want to rush through you want to take it day by day so we'll get into a little bit more of her music before the rest of our sunday night lineup but thank you again for joining me here at faith and fashion 360 we'll see you next week same time same place happy sunday and good night (laughs)
0: Light of the world, smile of our baby. National Station, from around the way, WFNK, all day.
2: Hey, this is your girl,
1: Marette Brown-Clark. I like this show. You're listening to Faith and Fashion 360 with my girl, Brianna.
0: Not getting no ass unless the baby sleep. But even then it seems like we're trying to keep. Tired of paying taxes, sending emails and faxes. Tired of crooked cops, tired of black folk complaining that crime don't stop. I want to go to a place where lovers go, do the things that lovers do. No stress, a sweet caress from me, too. I want to do the things with you.
4: day we met, I wanna go to a place where lovers go, do the things that lovers do, no stress though, a sweet caress from me.